Laugh Lines is presented for the people by Caesar Sportsbook, the greatest sports betting app of all time. Download it. Must be 21 or older. All right, welcome to Laugh Lines, a show that combines very funny people with my very serious gambling addiction. We're going to discuss and dissect pop culture through the perverted, depraved, and sinful lens of gambling. Let's bring in my co-host, shall we? Also co-host of the Megan Fun of Sports podcast on the Money Grab feed, and it doesn't end there. She's also backstage correspondent for Friday Night SmackDown. Not to mention, she received straight A's on her most recent termite report. Good job by you, the incomparable Megan Conley is here. What's happening, Megan? Sal, I wish it was straight A's, but unfortunately, there were some termites. There were a few issues, but we're gonna figure it out. It's it's all good. I'm uh, I'm hanging in, the process in there. Of buying a house. Yeah, this is not just something you do for fun, right? Yes, you are actually yes. okay. Okay, um, yeah, I should we had you know yeah. all sorts of issues, but I think it's gonna work out. At least is what they tell me. Um, so we'll see. Hopefully, the house doesn't fall down. By the way, I brought up money grab, and if I were to list the top five money grabs in the country right now, termiting, termite tenting and termite reports and ter- anything termite related is the number one money grab. No question about it. That's it. They never don't find anything, right? This they is always true. come back for something. Uh, is, is there They're an like, example? It's very minor, but we just need to treat it for a year and it's yeah. going to cost you $50 a month, but that's it for the year and mm-hmm. then you'll have no issues. So you might be onto something. This might be a Ponzi scheme. Oh, for God's sakes! It sure is. It, they're they're right in. They're in cahoots with the um. What, what do you call the uh, the dermatologists? Right? Oh, yeah, Who with the foot for, doctor. I I got a bill from them the other day. Got a bill yesterday. Said that I didn't pay my fifty dollar copay, which I oh, know that, that was I from did. Warts. So I had yeah, to your call. body. Your body's riddled with warts. Yeah, yeah. I, know. I, I was I talking about just um. I'm, I'm thinking of like sun sun damage and everything. You you can't go in there with them out them finding something moderately suspicious, and yeah, then and you have to come always- back precancerous, you know, I yes, feel like yes. that term is made up. Yeah, Isn't our, scare the crap like, aren't out of we you. all living in a precancerous state, right? Um, yes, I'm going to say yes, because I don't want to jinx anything, right? Because yeah. if I say no, I'm cool. Yeah, whatever. And then, yeah. Uh, then I get a bad termite report. Um, yeah, the term, they actually said I had cancerous termites uh, last <laughs> report I had. So that was bad. That really brought it all together. Um, <laughs> hey, we have a fun show today, Megan. You know how they're normally just, eh, whatever. Yeah. This one's going to be good. All right, let's bring in our guest. He's an Emmy-nominated writer for Late Night with Seth Meyers. He also holds a distinction of being the only tolerable Philadelphia sports fan in the United States. That's quite a feat, by the way. He'll also be performing at the Edinburgh Fringe Festival in August. What date in August? We have no idea. Babyface Joel Solomon didn't supply me with that information. Anyway, our good pal, Matt Goldich, is here. What's happening, Matt? Great to be back. Great to be back. Thank you for... <laughs> For ranking me number one on the list of most tolerable. I got to say it's, it's the pretty, slimmest uh, of pickings. I have to tell you, but uh, you know that, right? I'm not above. I'm not you're ranking, ranking me here. above Dr. Jill Biden. I mean, that's uh, <laughs> an impressive accomplishment. I'll take How it many there. batteries have you thrown at a athlete in your lifetime? No, see, that's a conspiracy theory. Mm. That's false, false uh, mm-hmm. information, never thrown anything. And, uh, you know, <laughs> I've only a lovely relationship with the, I think most of being a Philadelphia sports fan is really just, it's, it's less anger for me and more, more heartbreak. Although I will say I've been to a couple of, uh, games, big playoff games, both Phillies and Eagles in the last year and Sixers and Eagles, especially I have the feeling where I'm like, I'm not like these people. Like these are, you know, I love this right. team, but not, mm-hmm. maybe, maybe these fans are not my people, but, uh, but I, uh, but thank you for, for, for saying well, that. Yeah. Thank you. I think uh, Dr. Jill will thank you by inviting you to the white house. I mean, that's kind of her thing, right? Uh, so, well, uh, I, mean, yeah, every time, yeah. I mean, she invites the loser as well, which is good for, for that's Philadelphia right. because we <laughs> keep making it almost all the way and then losing. Yeah. Well, she came in second, so she invited herself. What is your favorite Philly sports moment? I'm going to imagine a man of your age. I mean, it might is it just a win over the Patriots in the Super Bowl, which was probably one of Megan's worst? Mm-hmm. That was, was. I mean, I can definitely pinpoint the the you know certain times in my life where I mean, obviously, when you're 12 or 13, that is sort of a moment where they say like, you know, what you like when you're 12 or when you're 13 is what you love your entire life. And that was when I was 13 was when the, the Phillies reached the world series with Dykstra oh, okay. and John Crook and that team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then later the Iverson Sixers big, you know, all these teams that almost won basically. But I mean, the, 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 <laughs> but the only, I mean, the, the, uh, the, 
the Eagles winning the Super Bowl was, I mean, football is my number one. So the Eagles mm-hmm. win, winning the Super Bowl with Foles for sure was the, um, yeah. was, was, was the best. And but this, this maybe, year, yeah. I mean, it's crazy because that felt like a, like a one-off and now it feels like we lost last year, but it almost doesn't feel heartbreaking because it feels like we have stuff to look forward to. Sorry, Sal. I know that's uh... no, it's okay. You had the, you had the Phillies. It's been a weird year, right? You did make the finals with the Phillies and the Eagles made um, the finals finals of football. What do they call that? Yeah. Sixers. Um, not great. Although I did pick you at 12 to one to, um, be the NBA champs in our way too early, um, selections. No, no, no. For, for next year. For next year. Oh, so okay. anyway, no Doc Rivers. Got Nick Nurse. You like that? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's everyone's talking like we're going to lose Harden and next year is kind of going to be almost like a quasi rebuild year. But I don't yeah, know. Yeah, just do it's it. Not, yeah. But I will tell you in terms of uh, gambling, I was so I was looking at mm. this. Uh, I think the last time I was on your show, Sal, was 2021. And so yes. since then, they made, I said to Babyface, I said, I don't want to see that guy for another two and yeah, a half years. Yeah, He's like, exactly. okay, fine. So yeah. yeah. And here you are. Uh, yeah. Since then, they made sports gambling legal in New York State where I live. Oh, mm-hmm. right. And I have been betting. I I don't recommend this betting strategy to anybody, but I've only been betting with my heart and only yeah. been betting on the Philadelphia <laughs> teams. And for once in my life, this is somehow actually paid off because the teams that I root for have been awful. There's never been a period mm-hmm. in my Philadelphia sports fandom where more than one team is good at the same time. And the fact mm-hmm. that the, the Phillies, Eagles, and to a lesser extent, the Sixers have all had good uh, runs while I've been gambling has been a boon for me. I uh, And I, I don't recommend this betting strategy because it's literally just betting on the Eagles, Phillies, and Sixers and somehow Interesting. it's off. I have and it no, doesn't work. There's no method to my madness. See, I do the yeah. opposite. I'm a White Sox fan and a Patriots fan, and they, you know, the Patriots have taken a turn for the worse. So I bet against them almost every single game this past season came out positive, and now the White Sox is just a total train wreck. Um, so I usually bet against them as well. But, uh, you know, I'm a lover of my teams, but I I have to make business mm. decisions. You know what's weird about true. the betting betting with your heart thing? Anything you do with your heart is um, pretty much known as a positive. I'm just thinking about this now. Boy, that kid has heart, right? Maybe not all right. the talent in the world, but he gives it all he has out there. Kid's got heart. Oh, what a good heart. Look at that. He donated to the orphans in uh, in <laughs> Cambodia. Like, uh, But when you bet with your heart, it's the worst thing you could do, right? Yes. Shouldn't, it, no, shouldn't you, they change that term or ch- change the, the uh, organ or something? Like you bet your with your gut. liver. I mean, you that could mean, say that means. Gut. Using your, your gut. gut, yeah, that has mm-hmm. a more your liver. Connotation. That means you're yeah. drunk and probably yeah. bad drunk. Yeah, that might be the way to turn it. All right, yeah. uh, are you picketing lately? I, I've, I'm, you know, I, I mentioned been, earlier. I've been picketing some. I, uh, you know, I mean, I'm in my 40s, so it's a lot of walking. It's a lot of my yeah. back. It's a strain on my back, but I try to picket some. <laughs> I try to get out there. Um, it's like the most socializing I've had in you know three plus years <laughs> since pre-pandemic. I think being out there on the on the picket lines and seeing people. Yeah, it's out. not. It's not good when writers get um, sunlight and exercise. It's like, no, holy it's, crap. it's what, very, what doing very antithetical yeah. to the writer lifestyle. Yeah. Um, Megan, uh, I mentioned you're right for Seth Meyers. Megan had, uh, how do we want to set this up, Megan? Well, um, I'm an alum of Northwestern University where Seth Meyers sure. went to school. And um, my graduation, which wasn't too long ago, seven years ago, Seth Meyers was the speaker. And oh, wow. I'm obviously a big fan. And his whole thesis of his graduation commencement address was that we are never going to remember who spoke at our graduation and we're going to remember everything else. But I think he's wrong because I will never forget um, waiting outside secretly. I knew where he was stationed. And as soon as he came out, I got a quick picture. And then he said, that's all guys, no more picks. And honestly, in this picture, it looks like Seth Meyers is my dad celebrating um, my graduation. So uh, Mikey, pull pull up the picture. This is this is really pathetic that you're making it's us uh, look pathetic. at this picture. I was a college, Let me see. Look at it. Doesn't it look like he's my uh, dad? Yes, yes. Now coffee it's dad. the African American man dad. and the he's a coffee dad in the background. Now this is before you knew how to apply your own makeup, right? Yeah. I'm looking this now. was this okay. was before. I learned this morning actually how to apply I my gotcha. own makeup. So okay. Oh, if only you could graduate again. All right. I mean, he looks somewhat happy. And we we know pictures where people are, are like getting. It's like pulling he teeth to get them. No, he. No, no, he looks okay. he he looks very happy to be there. So anything and, and the Northwestern purple, very flattering, very flat. I I I've, I uh, I have a couple of Northwestern close friends and family northwest the Northwestern times. They're so obnoxious, I'm always, aren't they? 
Yeah, there you go. Bit, yeah. All yeah, right. I know. That's fine. You <laughs> can say it. I like that. Let's talk about a sports team uh, that does not have a lot of success that will celebrate any minor uh, victory. Uh, you know, right? We have to. But listen, women's yeah. lacrosse, Natty champs. So we're we're hanging wow. our head on that. You know what? They play with their hearts or something. I think I don't know whatever it is. Uh, all right, listen, let's do this game. All right, um, okay. we'll take. This is what we're gonna do, Matt. You know this. You've done this sure. before. Uh, we'll take three made-up propositions. We assign them odds, like a real Vegas sports book, and then we can use that as a launching point to discuss various topics. Then we're gonna play a little cameo over under. This is a competitive group. Who won last week? Benetta? Did she beat us? She came back and beat us. No, Sal, you won. Again? You, you were. Oh, I won. You won. Okay. Wow, I can't yes, believe you forgot I knew already. That. No, I knew. I just wanted to hear you say it. Yeah, okay. I did win. Okay, so uh, different story this week. Three uh, new subjects, and we'll get to that in a minute. But right now, let's play the game. Uh, okay, so Matt, we spend a lot of time on the show talking about airplanes, uh, more than probably the Boeing company, I'd say. But you should know that this Megan over here refuses to switch seats with anyone, regardless of their situation. It could be an 85-year-old woman giving Listen, birth. Listen, Matt, I have, to, I have to yes. stand up for myself in this situation. I fly over 200 times a year. So right. I have earned my right to not switch with anybody. Yeah. Uh-huh. She's a so, she's a flight attendant. She didn't even no, tell you I'm what not. she has to do. Yeah. I oh, might as well not. be. Oh, okay. <laughs> I got you. Wouldn't, wouldn't the counter-argument be you fly so often that each individual time is very unimportant in the grand scheme of things and you should be going to... You know, well, listen, if I have normal people might. So I have boarding group one. So I'm usually one of the first people on the plane. So I get in my seat. I get all situated. And then if somebody asks me, oh, you know, would you switch so that my husband and I can sit next to each other? I have to pick up all of my stuff. This delays the boarding Hmm. process. It's a pain in the neck. It's usually a two hour flight to Charlotte where we're just going to connect anyways. You're going to be fine not sitting next to your significant other for two hours. And I am not moving. I wonder okay. how many marriages you've broken up. Have you thought about that? Like this could be the only alone time these people have together. And here you are um, not, I, not letting it happen. I will remember that next time you get seated next to my three-year-old, I'll let you sit next to the three-year-old <laughs> and I'll stay in the row behind you by myself. So I would That's love right. it. I'll, I'll pick okay, up good. after your three-year-old too. Okay, good. Uh, good. Thank All right. You. So we made a little fun game out of this with summer travel coming up. It got us wondering what's the most annoying act a passenger can commit on an airplane. Is it no socks slash shoes, even odds? Oh, that's bad. Um, someone who takes both armrests, three to one odds. Someone who reclines the seat all the way back, five to one odds. Mike Meatballs hates that one. Flatulence made the list at 12 to one odds or the field. You could take anything uh, other than what I just mentioned, Matt, at five to two. Where are you going with? Am I first? Yes, yes. We'll let you go first. Uh, well, first of all, flatulence, I think, it, you know, a plane is one of the few public places where flatulence is allowed. That might be a controversial <laughs> uh, stance that wow. I take. I feel okay. like the, the amount of, of uh, noise and, uh, you know, I mean, what are you supposed to do? You can't hold it in for six hours. It's not like you can step outside the room and, you know, yeah. I mean, either that or I'm going to. You know, there are bathrooms. A lot of these I'm, planes have bathrooms. I'm, I'm gonna, but, yeah. but but that's the thing. Let's say I'm let's say I'm in the window and Megan's in the aisle. Am I gonna mm-hmm. just bother her every five minutes when I have to fart to go to the bathroom? That it mm-hmm. seems like a you know. That's what I'm, she gets I, for not I, moving. Yeah, I don't like to go off. I don't like to go off the board with the field on the first one. But I, <laughs> I maybe this is a technicality that this was not included. But I feel like the most annoying act on a plane is is making unwanted conversation. Mm-hmm. Isn't it? I think mm-hmm. it's, interesting. It's uh, talking to the person next to you without sensing, you know, whether they want to actually talk to you. I think mm-hmm. for me, because that will ruin the whole flight. If yes. you end mm-hmm. up, if the person next to you thinks that you want to talk to them and you just want to sit and listen to your uh, headphones or watch something or just sleep, to mm-hmm. me that is because that will because I can overlook. I can close my eyes and overlook feet or or whatever it is or you know, the mm. armor, I, but, but, uh, but you can't, you can't ignore, uh, somebody who's talking to you when you don't want to talk. Interesting. This is true. That this is. is and, true. and you seem like a nice guy who would probably let it happen. Like just let them talk. But I also think with the invention of the AirPod, AirBud, what that, what do we yeah. have in our ears right now? I, I think that me, stomps it make, out a little bit. Don't make me yeah. feel like I of have course. to be rude. Like, right. like, cause it's such an, it's an aggressive, it can be an aggressive act. You know, and yeah. so I don't, I don't want to feel like I feel like okay. it's your job to suss out whether I want to talk. And if I'm giving, you know, if I'm grunting or giving one word answers and you keep going, 
then that's right. That's not good social uh, cues. Yeah, people yeah. suck. You're right. They All should right, have Megan, it I, I, I like mean, on, you have a million of these. Yeah, I yeah. do. But they should have it like when you check in for your flight. You know how on Uber you could put like please do not disturb. You can put your um, status for Uber. I don't want to talk. You should do that when you check into your flight so that people know automatically, like I'm a talker or I'm not. So that's just a little little note. You get a non-smoking room at a hotel. This is a non-talking seat. Exactly. I I think that they really need to evaluate that. I will say the population of people who take off their shoes on the airplane, they don't care that people don't like it. They're like, listen, I do this. And this is part of my routine. And if you don't like it, I'm going to sit next to you. And I really don't care how you feel. So I kind of tip my cap to them because they're more confident than me. I still can't take my shoes off on a flight. But if you do the cross-country flight, they give you the little slippers. So I think that's the airline telling you this is okay. It's it's all right on this flight. Um, The farting on planes, it's happening to everybody because we all get like the altitudes and every single person on that flight is farting without question. Now, our very own Eddie Spaghetti, who is not here right now, actually shared Hmm. with us that sometimes he sits down to pee on an airplane because of the turbulence. I don't know if you guys have that that go on, but um, Eddie said that. Uh, No, you want to avoid contact with that surface if you can, I think. Right. Listen, right. I, I of have course to sit you down do. To pee, but, um, you okay. know, yeah. you guys don't. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, so that's Edna Spaghetti. All um, right. So, so what the, else? And the talking, I have a solution to this. So, Mikey, pull up the picture of me on a plane, please. There's more um, pictures? Jeez. Yeah, we got one more with pictures. The pictures. Yeah. I didn't know I was allowed to bring visual aids. I feel a little bit. <laughs> so this is me sleeping on a plane um, here. So, if you buy yourself the eye mask, that instantly tells everybody I'm not talking. I put the eye mask on. <laughs> yeah. It's soon as I sit down because no one's going to talk to you while you have an eye mask on. Don't mind people Mm. reclining in their seats because I'm going to recline my seat as well. But the number one most annoying thing about flying on a plane is when you're deboarding the plane and everybody stands up and tries to elbow you out to cut you off. Everybody please sit in your seats. We do this in an orderly fashion, one row at a time. There is no need to stand up as soon as we land. It is I'm trying to rank what, which is the most aggressive of those choices on this list. Like bare feet. You're right. There's like the people don't care. I'm going bare feet. The people that take your armrest also very aggressive, v- extremely aggressive or just don't know the rules. Like I, I could kind of sense that sometimes there's people who just never flew before. It's hard to believe. And they are right beside you when the plane saw, like they don't even wait for the they don't even wait for the, the landing gear to come down. They're right beside you. And I'm like, you're saving six seconds. That's what you're doing by waiting here. And I will listen, unless unless you have a connecting flight and you make that clear, I'm boxing them out like Jokic. I'm, oh, real, I'm not letting them do it. Not doing it. Really can't do it. And I imagine everyone's uh, on my side. Yeah, I, I think that should be an FAA violation. I actually try to take longer, violation. too, to get my bag over the overhead mm-hmm. bin if someone is being pushy. Because, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. I got to get my bag. And I'll just take a little longer to do it just to kind of prove Good. a point. Good for you. Yeah, they should have to. Those people should be released on the luggage conveyor belt, <laughs> really, like for everybody to see. But, you know, I'm going to go with something. I'm going off the board, Matt. I'm going field. Uh, I'm going with those people. Speaking of pushy, the ones that are trying to push out the emergency exit door during the flight. We hear about this like five or six times a summer. Uh, I know we're all in a hurry these days, but man, are these people annoying? The ones that really just try to kick out the door mid-flight. Like, oh, <laughs> talk about getting on somebody's nerves. Um, that's what I say. Um, yeah, they're, God, that they're just doing it to annoy you. Oh, man. Like, you know, the, yeah, good point and laugh. But yeah, I, is that impossible to do, by the way? Didn't they say when you're in the air, it's impossible to do to kick out the emergency exit door? I've never tried. Really? OK, yeah. do that. Right. Yeah, take yeah. take the uh, the night mask off and do that. All right, Babyface, um, how did this poll break down? I, I believe you can do that on Spirit, on Spirit Airlines. I got gotcha. you. Yeah. Yeah. Right, right, right. Uh, yes. Over 2,000 votes, and this could not have been closer. Uh, a lot of opinions here. In fourth place, with 16%, takes both armrests. Mm-hmm. In third place, with 27%, no socks, no shoes. Your mm-hmm. runner-up, with 28% is 
flatulence. Yeah, which also is uh, socially acceptable on this podcast, Matt. If if you have to, yeah, yeah, let, let it fly. Right. <laughs> and your winner with twenty nine percent of the vote, reclined seat all the way, is your winner. Really, I'm shocked. That's Mike. Uh, Mikey Meatballs must have voted like a thousand times or something. Because uh, I don't know, that doesn't bother me as much. Reclined seat. There's one person who gets screwed on the plane, and it's the person who's already screwed because they're in the the back of the plane. Yeah. Right. I, I think I mean, <laughs> reclining the seat is there's a you should ask permission, right? Or at least you know say like or give warning, like hi, is it okay yes. if I you know it's it's all, but it is almost a rhetorical question when you turn around right. and say hi, is it okay if I recline the seat? Um, I'm I've doing never it been, anyway turned down for that yeah you ask you, you, what's you that? ask you ask people? I, I give warning i would give warning only if only because let's say the person has their tray out and they have juice okay. on it or something yeah, I mean, you yeah, don't want to yeah. like jerk your thing back and spill their drink on them oh, but you're I, so anti-philly I, I feel like a real philadelphian would just yeah that's recline true. right away well he asked and then he throws his drink in their face i mean he didn't finish uh, the story <laughs> yeah uh, exactly yeah meatballs is that what you were asking for you want just um somebody to give you a heads up right no, this actually happened to me the other day when I was flying back. I was leaning forward and I had a water in my hand and the person reclined and it spilled all over me on my flight home. <laughs> um, so just a warning, if any of you guys are ever sitting in front of me while we're flying and you recline, I'm going to strangle you. Okay. All right. Wow. All right. That's good. Uh, I That should make the list too. People who strangle others on airlines. One time yeah. Michael also, dropped me off annoying. at the airport yeah. and I cut it close all the time. So I was like, no, I got time. No, I got time. And right by LAX, there's a ton of traffic. I arrived as my flight was already boarding. And then I made it to their Megan Connolly final boarding call. That's how I typically travel, which is really okay. Do you have a picture stressful. of that? I mean, I don't believe you or anything <laughs> unless you have a picture. All right. Uh, listen, let's take a quick break. Now we know how the game is played. We'll do a couple more of these nonsensical um, queries and then we'll uh, do cameo over on them. We'll get Matt out of here. All right. Tickets to the game, merch, meals at iconic restaurants, stays at Caesars Palace. All this can be yours when you bet with Caesars Sportsbook. Win or lose, every bet earns reward credits, which you can redeem across the empire. Now, if you haven't started yet, register using code OmahaFull and then place your first bet up to $1,250. If you win, great. You keep those winnings. But if you lose, you'll get your stake back as a bonus bet. 21 and older only. Offer valid and must be physically present in Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Louisiana, Maryland, Massachusetts, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, and Wyoming only. New users and first $10 or more wagers only. Must register with eligible promo code. Bet amount of qualifying wager returned only if wager is settled as a loss. Maximum bonus bet is $1,250. The bonus bet expires 14 days after receipt. Tier credits and reward credits will be added to account within seven days after qualifying wager settles. See Caesars.com slash promos for full terms. Void where prohibited. Know when to stop before you start. Gambling problem? In Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. Colorado, Wyoming, Kansas, it's 1-800-522-4700. Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Iowa, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Louisiana, call 1-877-770-STOP. Massachusetts, call 1-800-327-5050 or visit gamblinghelplinema.org. Michigan, call 1-800-270-7117. Illinois, Maryland, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Ohio, and Pennsylvania. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER or West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. New York, call 1-877-8-HOPE-NEW-YORK or text H-O-P-E-N-Y. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. 
Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. All right, Father's Day. That's this week. I can't wait to see what what (laughs) my wife forced my kids to buy me this year. (laughs) It's like there's going to be an Amazon delivery Sunday morning, I guarantee, from uh, all three of them because it's a last-minute thing. But anyway... With Father's Day coming up, the question is, which fictional TV dad would you want to adopt you? Is it Logan Roy, 2-1 to odds? Tony Soprano, 5-1 to odds? Homer Simpson, 20-1 to odds? Tywin Lannister, 100-1 to odds? Or the field at even? Matt, take it away. Um, well, say <laughs> I know he's the favorite, but um, it's hard to say Logan Roy is a good dad but i mean in that one week where it's your turn to be his successor it's got to feel pretty good i mean mm-hmm. isn't that kind of wasn't that not to ruin anything wasn't that kind of the uh the whole point of shiv's you know eulogy was like you know he, he hated you 90 percent of the time but in that 10 percent of the time that he liked you i mean he was a great dad you know and really powerful <laughs> and for, at least for that for that episode you feel like you're you're the future uh, ruler of the world you know and then eventually of course it all gets pulled out from under you but at least you get the high high before you get the low low so i feel like i feel like um you know assuming cliff huxtable is not uh, eligible oh, in yeah. the pool i think i think we have to go with logan roy that's my answer right of course mm-hmm. it's cliff huxtable yeah. otherwise yeah i yeah. don't know so uh, so this is the live tour answer right like yeah i want to i want to be rich beyond imagination right right? okay all right i respect that megan yeah i mean either way you're taken care of right because you have enough money Mm -hmm. and you have the last name that no one's gonna mess with you right um i'm gonna go a little bit of a different strategy here i'm going to take the field the best tv dad of all time is peter gallagher in the oc we um father cohen we love him so much um and I, he's got a great head of hair. They have a beautiful mansion in Orange County, but he's also such a great guy. Sandy Cohen is the man. I mean, he always does the right thing. Um, always looking out for his son. He seems like he's a very good husband, even though his wife is a little up and down here and there. Um, I would love to be Sandy Cohen's daughter. So interesting. Wait, you said Father Cohen? He's a priest, or no? That's he's just my dad. Oh. He's going to be my dad. He already adopted oh. Ryan, right? He took work home with him, gave Ryan a better life. So why not just add me to the mix? I really did think okay. about um, George Banks from Father of the Bride, but I like Sandy Cohen better. Mm. All right, what uh, were we going to say, uh, Matt? Yeah, I I feel like on the last time I did this podcast, I'm having like a flashback, like Rachel Panetta <laughs> gave a oc answer like she Did like she? she went off the board and picked yeah. the oc for something i think we'd have to go look at the tape it was like best foursome and i picked the beatles and she said the foursome from the oc and i'm like why does the oc <laughs> keep coming up every time I'm that makes sense podcast? yeah let's stop with the oc so that's like yeah, yes, same, it, it no. makes okay. sense yeah. yeah yeah well there is a picture of megan and father cohen and if we can pull that up no no we don't have <laughs> no his that. son uh, actually did go to northwestern though so maybe one day interesting. i'll get a picture with him too Okay, I really thought about this. You know, with Tywin Lannister, he's obviously evil, and but he's constantly preaching that a Lannister always pays their debts, which is great for the local bookie in King's Landing, but not not uh, terrific for me. Um, Tony Soprano, I love him, but he had his hand on AJ's throat up against the wall one too many times for my liking. Uh, Logan Roy, I just feel like we'd be telling each other the f- off for uh, you know thirty years until he died, and, and that wouldn't be good. I like that George Jefferson, my dry cleaning bill is high, so that wouldn't be bad. That's before your time, Megan. I'm going to go with Coach Eric Taylor, Friday Night Lights. Oh, that's a great one. Tough, but fair. You know, I know I'm not getting cut from the football team. Instills a great work ethic. Teaches you how to deal with the yokel, local yokels. And uh, he loves Applebee's. They're in Applebee's every Mm. week, so uh, as am I. So I'm going with Coach Taylor. What what did uh, Twitterverse say about this, babyface? All right. Uh, for fictional TV dad, your last place with twelve percent, Tywin Lannister. Mm. And interesting. Third place, twenty three percent, Logan Roy. Wow. And your runner up with twenty eight percent, Tony Soprano. And your winner, what an upset with thirty seven percent of the vote, twenty to one, <laughs> Homer Simpson. 
I don't know. Yeah. I mean, his kids never grow. I don't know. I don't know if that's a good idea. A lot All of right. votes for Cousin Sal, which I, is that I, right? I, are you a fictional dad or real? Um, I, I feel like I am as I have to be at another Pony League tournament two hours away at 7 15 in the morning on Saturday. But yeah, oh, I think that's a fictional dad. Yeah. It, uh, it never ends. Okay. Um, so Taylor Swift is done with her ex boyfriend. It was like Ted Kaczynski, right? So now they broke up. I'm not sure how it works. R.I.P. Some, some music guy. R.I.P., right. Um, so it got us thinking, which celebrity would you like to see Taylor Swift date next? Is it Harry Styles, five to two odds? Michael B. Jordan, four to one odds. Elliot Page, seven to one odds. Zion Williamson, oh boy, 500 to one odds. Or the field at even odds. Matt, take it away. Well, I was going to say DeAndre Swift. I thought that'd be good to have the Swift. Oh, Swift. Not that bad. would be but, good for but, Swifties. Yes, yes, that's your running back. And he's now, on the right? Eagles now. Yeah. yeah. So mm-hmm. um, the Zion Williamson story, I have to plead ignorance. I keep seeing headlines. I feel like Twitter is so <laughs> filled with spam now that if I search to find out what it's going to be about, I'm going to give my computer a virus. I can't. Uh, right. I don't. I don't. I feel like I don't want to know. Um. Yeah, you're going to get uh, a dozen penis enlargement ads I, a day added yeah, to your I don't need email. to know yeah. about it. I mm. Here's why I'm going to go with the the odds-on favorite, Harry Styles. I have a very complicated uh, explanation for this, which is um, I there was a time, um, you know, as a professional joke writer, where celebrities, you know, were what you would write about most, whether it was Kim Kardashian or Justin Bieber or what the latest... Mm-hmm. And then somehow politics overtook that. And uh, especially with Trump and then back in the news this week and the election, everything, you know, I think it'd be good, nice to go back to a time where there were these major celebrities that everybody knew and everybody talked about and they became the number one thing that everybody made jokes about. And I feel like if Taylor Swift and Harry Styles started dating, that would become the biggest story in America. And it mm. would be sort of a fun hearkening back to a time before people concern themselves with more important things. And we could all just joke about that. And it would just, it would sort of be become the number one story on the news, maybe instead of more, you know, hmm. the fact that the, the air is uh, filling with smoke from Canada or more depressing <laughs> topics. We, we did, we could just, uh, you know, have fun. Listen, yeah. I think, Taylor, I think Taylor, it, the, 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 the monoculture would be back. Yes. And right. Taylor, if you're listening, not only do you have a chance to date DeAndre Swift, you have a chance to save the world. So please do it. Oh, yes, the Swifties could unite. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. yeah. By the way, maybe my previous answer, Coach Taylor Swift. What wow. wow. What a uh, what a mashup that would be. Yeah, it's a separate conversation, Matt. But what why and when did that change? Well, we can't like the celebrities aren't the targets of the joke. I, I have it, a theory, but go ahead. Yeah, let me go, hear No, it. you go ahead. Yeah. Well, no, I think it's like it it you, you know, I, we're gonna get a little serious here, but I think like um you know, a lot of these people like Britney Spears, for instance, you, you can't really make fun of her. Like she's got stuff going on. Right. Yeah. So whereas she was an easy target sure. or even like Lindsay Lohan. Oh, she got in an accident. Like, yeah, well, that's I mean, there's there's more to it. Uh, her mental state. And um, I don't know who's another example. I, I don't even think like Charlie Sheen would be able to make fun of uh, at this point. Right. I Kanye actually, West. Yeah. I think it's even simpler than that, which is there are just a lot fewer people that everybody knows who they are. And like, if you mm. think about who you're, who teenagers know and who they listen to, it's all YouTube and TikTok people that we've never heard of. And yeah, that's you true. Know, there are very few stars that are famous for, to everybody between the ages of mm. like 12 and 80 and Taylor Swift and Harry Styles are two of the few remaining. And so if they started dating, I think you're right. Would, that would be a big That's deal. a good point. And and to yeah. further that point, like if you look at like, uh, I think Babyface and I discussed this, like who's the go-to fat joke for a celebrity fat joke? And like there really isn't one. There used to be like 20 of them and now you really yeah. can't go away. And it's not like- You can't like make fun of country. fat people anymore. Yeah, that's, so we always just go back to Harry, uh, my friend from the, the Jenner yeah. trifecta. But yeah, no. All right, so I'm sorry. We've talked a lot here. Uh, Megan, what's your pick? Um, I would just like to point out, I know that Matt is avoiding the Zion Williamson story, but Mariah Mills, who is his his woman, who's no longer his woman anymore. She's also um, an adult actor. And after this story came out, her name um, jumped up two thousand two hundred and ninety three percent on Pornhub. (laughs) She went from being ranked 173rd. Now Mm -hmm. she's ranked number 34. 
So I'm happy wow. for her. This is this is good that her Pornhub numbers are going up because yeah. you know numbers do pay the bills. So hopefully she gets a nice check from that. Um, who am I supposed to pick? Who Taylor Swift would date next? Um, I thought about Zion and what he's going through is tough, but I am a John ja Morant stan. I did name myself after John ja Morant. I think a way yeah. for John ja Morant's PR team to handle this fiasco that he's going through is have him date Taylor Swift. People love Taylor Swift. They could get behind it. Um, Taylor Swift could mm. write a nice song about him. Um, before she writes one about how they break up. And I think it would be a good rebrand for jaw heading into next NBA season. Not bad. And, not bad. Yeah. And Taylor Swift, just fully diving into heel territory, just going from mm-hmm. a, ba- a bad boy to an even, even worse right. boyfriend. Yeah. Just, I think it would be good. Yeah, I it like would, that. um, That's kind of fun. I yeah. think it would expand her audience a little bit. Obviously her audience, I don't cool. want to get ra- like, you know, talk about race, but like her audience is very white. So maybe now she could dive into a new genre and kind wow. of expand. You could be Taylor Swift's publicist, I think, after all said and done. Yeah, you know, I also went with a uh, gun-toting celebrity, not John ja Morant, but <laughs> an absolute monster long shot field here, Kid Rock. You know, they say opposites attract. It couldn't be more opposite than Kid Rock. They could tour together. They could, you know, backstage shoot all the Bud Light cans they want in the offseason, whatever they want to do. And a, a duet of Ba with the Ba would really, really unify this country, I think. So I'm going Kid Rock and Taylor Swift. I think that's the way to go. I mean, what are we supposed to do? The Iron Sheik is dead. That would have been my answer. <laughs> it's so you know. sad, isn't it? I know. What are you going to do? Joel, what did people say? Not not the answers you were expecting here. Your last place uh, celebrity, 8% of the vote, Harry Styles. In mm. So I'm the only airplane farter who wants Taylor Swift to date <laughs> Harry Styles, apparently. There's nobody else. I'm the only person. Have you ever uttered that sentence before? I'm the only airplane farter. About once this. a week it happens. Yeah. Okay, good. That doesn't know about the Zion Williams story, which yeah. is crazy. But uh, in, with third place, 17% of the vote, Elliot Page. Okay. And, right? And you're runner-up with 20% of the vote, Michael B. Jordan. Which means your <laughs> runaway winner with fifty five percent of the vote, Zion Williamson. All right, we have a bunch of perverted followers. Yeah, I guess I got to read Congratulations yes. to Mariah Mills, who who spread a virus faster than any Chinese laboratory this week. <laughs> there you go. All right, and uh, congratulations to me in advance because I'm about to kick your ass yeah. in cameo over under. But let's take a quick break before that happens. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And... Boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. All right, it's time for the game that's sweeping the nation. Guessing the price of celebrities' greedy participation, it's Cammy over under. Grab some money from a jar. Get a message from a star. The price is what we really wonder. It's Cammy over under. 
All right, Matt. Uh, I don't know if you remember how this worked. Are you on Cameo, first of all? I am not. I'm not. Okay, uh, people, that's okay. Well, we don't, definitely that, don't um, hold it against you. They said yeah. that I, uh, if I joined, I would have to pay people to uh, record oh, readings. Stop it! And stop so that. I, After so, you yeah. play this game, you're going to learn that that is not true. Okay. No, he's done this before. He's he's a he's a regular. I don't remember. Did you win last time you were on? Did this? I I think I did. I acquitted myself pretty well. I don't remember if I won. Interesting. I, right, you'd remember. It's I mean yeah. top moments of your life. I think like meeting Seth Meyers at a college graduation. Yeah. I think that's uh, would be right up there. All right. So um, here's what we're gonna do. Babyface Joel Solomon's gonna give us a name of someone who offers their services on Cameo. Our crack staff production crew has set an over-under on how much they charge, and we're going to guess if the actual fee is over or under that amount. We're going to do this three times, all right? Listen, Sal, you make fun of me for taking a picture with um, Seth Meyers, but a couple weeks ago on the show, you showed us a picture of you and Jennifer Aniston. So listen. That was, I didn't take that picture. I did not stop her and say, hey, we have to take this picture, the last you're going to take today. Uh, It was a paparazzi thing. Believe me, I really, I wish it hadn't happened, Mm -hmm. but it did. There's nothing I could do. All right, Mm -hmm. Joel, get us going here. All right. So uh, Father's Day is this weekend and and we have uh, a father um, from the dark Hmm. side, Lord Vader. And we now go to a galaxy far, far away to, to take a look at, uh, give you a little taste of Lord Vader. Okay. No idea what we're looking at here. Oh. This will be a day long remembered. An alliance with Cameo that enables personalized video transmissions to be beamed to your communication device all right um so i don't know for sure because he's all costumed up but i don't think that's james earl jones i really don't um matt well actually let let, let, yeah let's hear the number uh joel that lord vader lord vader it's out there over under 35 dollars man that seems right all right 35 (laughs) i mean it seems high because that's ridiculous but so this is not a celebrity it's just a guy in a well, we don't know. Costume. How do we know? We have no idea. It could be Taylor Swift. Uh, am I first to guess? Yep. Yeah, go ahead. Also, I, I if you're familiar with Cameo, they use celebrity very loosely. So <laughs> right. oh, I know I, I have to say under I, I it, it, if it's over, <laughs> if people are paying more than thirty five dollars for that. Then something is not right with the world. Uh, I'm sorry. I, it's it's got to be under. I, I I'm going to lose my faith in humanity if it's not. Okay. Well, something's not right anyway. Either way, whatever yeah. this guy well, or, I have to take charges. over yeah. here because he has the whole um, setup. He has the technology <laughs> as the sound maker. I mean, someone's got to pay for that, and that's going to be costing Wait more a than thirty five dollars a cameo. It, so I'm going to take the over. It's not vastly over but it is slightly over 35 what technology is so uh, he's got got the sound machine he has the um those buttons i mean someone's all right but it's a one time and he's not renting that thing is not 80 bucks a month for that sounding board or whatever all right so you say over wow I think I'm on Matt's side. Uh, you know, normally we we look at this and like, okay, is he striking while the iron's hot? It is Father's Day week, but are, are people really looking into that so much as Babyface did when he chose this? I'm going to say under. I'm with Matt here. Megan's over. going be like 40. Well, yeah. guys, then apparently something is wrong with humanity. Oh, no. Because Lord Vader <laughs> is over at $50. 50 bucks. That's right. That equipment is expensive. <laughs> I don't think I think your reasoning is flawed. I just think this guy's got an overinflated uh <laughs> look at himself. I don't know. Matt, I'm sorry, man. Now Matt thinks of the world differently. Well, maybe you know, without the uh, audible breathing, it might be less, but when you when you add that audible heavy yeah. breathing, yeah. The only thing that would be more shocking is if you told me he was uh number 33 on Foreign Hub. he's dating zion williamson yeah Yeah, i think is what's going on all right matt we have some catching up to do honestly Uh, you might be up more now because there's some people (laughs) who are into that stuff well he paid for the board yeah all right uh matt we're going to go back to your childhood i I believe he was on that 93 phillies team also was on the the red Sox and the diamondbacks world series winner oh no no, i know who this is Kurt schilling (laughs) 
over under $175. Mm. Kurt Schilling, not probably going to make the Hall of Fame now because of his political beliefs and whatever. It's, it's, it's uh, almost not fair. But uh, would he go in as a Philly anyway? What uh, do you think, Matt? I hope not. I mean, we'll take Kurt Schilling, really? the player, but Kurt Schilling, the person, there is a problem with some of these Phillies historically who, especially Phillies who have become there. They, uh, some of them that are not good guys. Uh, I like, spoke to I, Lenny I, Dykstra on the phone last week, but so please don't include him. I know you wouldn't, there was no way you were thinking him in a million no, years. But, I mean, yeah. like, it's just, I mean, <laughs> Steve Carlton turned out to be a real psycho. If you remember. Oh, yeah. And then he doesn't, uh, like, doesn't have a TV, right? Yeah. 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 There, there's, there's been some real problematic, uh, ex Phillies. Um, mm-hmm. I sadly do think there is a big market for Kurt Schilling on oh, yeah. Cameo. And I have got due to his A, his political beliefs, and also the not the sheer the fact that, like you said, there's three different teams that he was yeah. like a playoff hero for. And so I think there's a market yeah. for him because of that. And right. now that we know for sure there is something wrong with the world, I'm gonna say over. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna say that people are paying a lot of money for Kurt Schilling on Canada. Yeah. Phillies, Diamondbacks, Red Sox, insurrectionists. Yeah. There's, I mean, there's yeah. a lot. There's a whole bunch of, yeah, okay. All right, Megan, I want to try to zigzag here, but the, I'm you're not going to go over because, yeah. uh, I mean, just those free, three franchises as well. And not only that, but like Philly and Boston alone, those are fan bases that are rabid. So mm-hmm. it's, they're going to pay big time money for that. I do think like if the Celtics were to advance and make it to the finals, he would have got more business because everybody was talking about the 2004 Red Sox and, and all of that. But um, yes, I will stay, stick with the over. Oh man. How could it be one fifty? He's got a high opinion of himself. I have to go over with you guys. It's in the two, two fifty range. It's it has to be right. Baby face. Go ahead. I'm locked in for over also. Well, then you're all wrong because Kurt Schilling is under at one hundred and fifty dollars. Wow. Really? What really? a reasonable man! I'll take the L. <laughs> I'll happily take the L. I'm glad. <laughs> okay, good. Uh, all right, now we know what to get Matt for his birthday. All right. Um, so who's third now? And now Megan still is the only one on the board. She yeah. has one. This is very exciting. A new name popped up on Cameo this week. Uh, oh. NBA Hall of Famer turned unofficial U.S. ambassador to North Korea, Dennis Rodman. Welcome mm. to Cameo, pal. Over under $1,250. See, I thought it was Rodman in the Darth Vader costume. I didn't want to say anything, <laughs> but um, so you're saying it's not, or he has a separate thing going. Mm. Megan, do you mind going first? Give us an opportunity to catch up. Yeah, twelve fifty for Rodman, one of the best rebounders of all time. Um, <laughs> oh gosh, he obviously has a high opinion. It's a that's a high number. I don't think we've ever had someone on this show be that high. That's very high. Um, I'm gonna go under and say since he's new here, he's testing the waters at a thousand dollars. He's kind of crazy, kind right? of. So it- yeah, so it's hard to get in his head in, in terms of uh, I don't feel like he wants to give anyone a break on these, right? Uh, I don't think a lot of the money's going to charity, but it does probably cost a lot to fly back and forth to North Korea. I don't know. What do you think, Matt? Uh, what what? So uh, Megan went under. I mean, I gotta go over. Yeah. I gotta box out yeah. uh, Megan. Uh, That's I gotta, right. I As we're exiting the plane. Jobs. So that's yeah, exactly, exactly. Right. like, like Rodman, I got to, uh, block her from, from getting the win. So uh, I'm with strategically. You. Yeah. I'm with you. I'm going, uh, it doesn't matter what the, my analysis is. We have to go yeah. over. So Joel, tell us if Megan won outright, don't give us the number. Cause I'll have to be a tiebreaker if he is in fact over, but give me the walk off winner, know. baby. Come on. 1250 is high. What is it, Joel? Guys, Dennis Rodman is over. And we're okay. going into overtime. All right. Wow. See, Megan, you have no respect for the greatest rebounder of all time, as you said it. All right. So now we have to come up with a number that's over 1250 and under 3.5 million, I would say. Probably somewhere <laughs> in there. Um, hmm. Okay. Do you have anything to write on, uh, Matt, or do you put it on your phone or something? Or you can just uh, yell yeah, it out. I'll, always at the right. Yeah. Uh, 
I, I need to write it on something. Or can I just say it? Oh, uh, you, you could say it on. Uh, okay. You ready, Megan? Hmm? Alt show 15. I said, go ahead, Matt. I said 1650. Don't prices write me now. Is that uh, what you're going to do? See, no, that's I'm the problem say, with this. Dennis Rodman. Oh, jeez. I'm, I'm, I'm going to go. I'm going to go 2000. Oh, okay. All right. That's fair. So, Megan, you said what? 1500. 15? All right, we have a nice little spread here. I said sixteen fifty, and Matt's got two thousand. Joel, Sal, one of you, one of you is exactly right. Ooh, oh my god, it's definitely Matt. Showcases. This one is great. And that is the um, one that showed up in full glam today. Congratulations, oh, wow. fifteen hundred dollars. Megan oh. Moran. Oh, Megan. Oh, that's right. Yes, Megan. Yes, Megan that's Moran. right. Oh. Wow. Megan Moran O'Brien Connolly. Wow. Thank you very much. Back with a winning way. It's been a couple weeks, but it feels good to be back on it's top. It's not really fair. I, we got to uh, We have to rethink this tie-breaking system because she, she was so off on her pick for this third one. I was also yeah. the she only had, one on the board, and the only reason that you picked over was because I went first. Yeah, I don't even get into that part of it, but yeah, all right, you're right, you're right. All it's right, like Matt, that's it's it. like she yeah. bet uh, a team to score like under four runs, and then also bet them to score seven runs. She tried oh, that's to have a, both exactly ways right. And, a, uh, uh, I, I love it. Uh, you speak yeah. my language, Matt. I love it. Uh, <laughs> I appreciate it. Next time I'm next to you on a plane, I uh, will uh, refrain from flatulence just you, uh, just you. because of that. I really yeah. appreciate it. Matt. What do you have to, pr- what is it? What do you have to prove? What do you have to prove, Matt? What, uh, yeah. <laughs> what do you have to promote? <laughs> uh, I'll be at the uh, Edinburgh Fringe Festival, August 12th to 17th, doing a, a one person uh, stand up show there. So if you're in Scotland, which I mean, if you're right around strike, you might be there. So, Wait, what, what day is this? August? August 12th to 27th. And uh, so I got that going on and then I'm on all the uh, social channels, Instagram at, at Goldich, YouTube channel. Uh, the uh, I'm on TikTok now. I'm giving it giving giving my data to China. I, uh, you know, nice. I'm on all of them at Matt Goldich. So you can find all my stand-up clips and everything on there. And now that you see Lord Vader is um, charging, what, $50? You might be on Cameo. Who knows? I, I might to... be. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I might be, uh, you know. The, um, the, the most, uh, if, I mean, geez, I gotta, I gotta get Kurt Schilling off there. If I can wipe him <laughs> off the front page, I'll be happy. He might wipe himself off. Uh, yeah. there you go. All right. And Matt could also be seen on the picket lines. He tells jokes and then doesn't no two drink minimum either. If you walk with him. So do that. Yeah. Uh, Megan, you got so much going on. Oh, this week, Friday Night Smackdown is in Lexington, Kentucky. So tune into that uh, Friday, 8, 7 central on Fox. Monday, I will be in the studio in Stamford, Connecticut, recapping Monday Night Raw on this week's edition of Raw Talk. Catch that at 11.05 p.m. Eastern time on Peacock. Wow. There you go. It all comes together. And that's going to do it for Laugh Lines for Megan Conley and Matt Goldich. I'm Sal saying, remember, it's never funny until someone loses money.